Welcome to the Misfit Mentor Podcast for fit pros and wellness coaches, hosted by moi, Sarah Smith. I'm here to make your journey as a fit pro a bit easier and simpler, and to teach you everything I've learned about building a soul-based six-figure business online. My journey working in the fitness industry began about 22 years ago, and after years of working in the industry, I decided to close my gym in Ireland about three years ago and work solely online so I could move to the south of France. And on this podcast, I'll be giving you my best trainings, mindset shifts and advice so you can grow your business and most importantly, collapse time for yourself so you don't make the same costly mistakes I made along the way. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode on perfectionism and procrastination. And I'm Sarah. I am a recovering perfectionist and procrastinator. And like so many of us, I spent a large part of my life believing that unless something was perfect, it wasn't good at all. And with me, there was no in-betweens. If it wasn't perfect, it was a failure. And that happened as an athlete, as a kettlebell athlete, going from a novice, an amateur, to a professional. I believed at competitions, if I didn't get gold or if I didn't get the exact reps, repetitions or technique, that it was a failure. And... I think that one of the problems with perfectionism is that it's common to believe that this is a positive thing. It's like in our society, people people tend to value it. And it, it's like, oh, if you're someone that aims for perfection, you, you must be accomplished, you must be smart, and you must be driven. And, you know, part of me used to get this sense of weird pride at being called a perfectionist when someone would say, oh, my God, you're, you're a total perfectionist when it comes to kettlebells or... Or, or your business or something, and I'd be like, you know, I'd get a pride in that. And I don't know if you, you have or if you've ever thought about why, if you did get that sense of pride. Speaking from my experience, when someone called me a perfectionist, I, I feel like even though I didn't believe I was perfect, it meant that they were perceiving me as being perfect. It meant that they saw me as being one of, you know, being one of the best one of the best fit pros or personal trainers or athletes um, or someone who is talented. So for me, it was a validation that I was seen as someone who was good at things. And this thirst that I had for this, for validation really fed my perfectionism, you know, for years. Until really how I recovered from it was indirectly through so much other self-development work Um through mentors and, and my own my own self-development. So <clears throat> if you're wondering, <laughs> if you're like, what does it mean to be a perfectionist? Then here's a few traits. It could be that you are absolutely obsessing over mistakes. Like if you're just launching online or shifting online because of the COVID situ, maybe you're just obsessing over mistakes you made technically or with a client um, even though it's it's not likely that anyone else even noticed or saw that. Um, it can also be that your self-confidence really depends on you being perfect. Uh, another trait is thinking in black and white. It's like either I'm a, I'm a successful fit pro or I'm a failure. It's like you're either perfect or it's failure. Um, another thing, a symptom is like really fucking crazy high standards, really big goals and then kind of beating yourself up when those goals aren't met. 
Another trait would be putting up a front. This is what I used to do is put up a front that everything was perfect, even when it wasn't. Because to me, the thought of someone else seeing my imperfections were just like unbearable. So that's a big sign is putting up a front. And then another sign is that despite your quest for perfection, maybe you just don't feel anywhere close to perfect. You just don't feel it. And another big one, which really I had to work through and have some ego deaths about, was accepting that um, I could be second best at something, like I saw that as a failure. So if you can't accept being second best at something and you see it as a failure, then that's kind of perfectionist thinking. Another thing I used to do was spend excessive time on projects because I was always perfecting one last thing, like one last thing on my website, my Facebook page or whatever it was that I was doing. Another uh, trait could be spending a lot of time searching for external approval, looking for validation off other people. And then also it's like no matter what you do, you just you just don't feel good enough. You just don't feel good enough. And that can that can really keep keep going and going and going on a on a loop and on a a pattern for years and years and years. Um and it can really affect your confidence. So the limiting beliefs that, that kind of come with those, um, there's a lot of limiting beliefs, common ones that keep us stuck in that mode. And that can include, you know, like people reward me for having high standards. They're impressed and I gain approval. Only if I have high standards, I get rewarded. It could be another limiting belief could be that the only time I get positive attention is when I'm striving for massive things or when I'm achieving, not when I'm mediocre. Another limiting belief is if I make a mistake, I'm a failure. So if I make a mistake on my Facebook Live or my website or with a client, I'm a failure. Another limiting belief is if only I could, you know, make such and such a proud with my achievements, or even it could be a client, you know, then then they'll 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 love me or really think I'm amazing, and then I'll be happy. Another uh, common limiting belief is if I fail, I'm completely worthless, and failing is just not okay. It's just not okay to fail. Another limiting belief is, you know, if I don't check over this website or this sales page or this program multiple times, I'll miss something and I'll look like an idiot. That's a massive limiting belief. Another one is that, you know, my accomplishments are just worthless if they're not perfect. So if I don't get, you know, I don't know, I do a precision nutrition course or I do, I up upgrade a bit and I learn more if I don't get straight A's or top of the class or whatever even if it's online then you think it's worthless another limiting belief is that if others see your flaws that you you just won't be accepted and they won't like you so maybe you're trying to look perfect on your live videos um, or, or however you come across because you feel that people just won't like you and that's where it gets difficult for fit pros who are starting online as perfectionists is that often they've got really, really high expectations of themselves. So they want to have like thousands of followers on Facebook or Instagram. They want the perfect website and they want it now. And and that can be from perfectionist thinking. And another big one is procrastination where perfectionists can get really overwhelmed, like and make it hard to get started 
or finish a project like a website or a Facebook page or a sales page or a freebie that you want to give clients or something. So we tend to procrastinate a lot, you know. And then the people pleasing is a huge one with perfectionism is like a really strong need for others to like you and to be pleased with you. And so then what happens is you can you often have no boundaries with clients and you undercharge and you let them turn up late or cancel and all of those things. And then a big one, you know, that I had was a fear of failure and abandonment of like, okay, I'm not going to be accepted. I'm not going to fit in, especially in the online world, if I'm less than perfect and less seen than less than perfect on social media. And so I think that what comes up with a lot of perfectionists and what stops them creating sales in it as a fit pro wellness coach is feeling like they're letting others down. So it's like, oh, you know, others are going to be disappointed in me. Clients are going to be disappointed in me if I raise my prices or if I charge such and such. So then you just avoid pitching your offer to clients. So then you avoid making money. Another perfectionist sign is being really self-critical. Like just, you know, I used to do this, just criticizing myself for every little mistake that I made when I was building my business online. And then what two, the last two that I find are big are being harsh on others who don't live up to your high standards. So, you know, some perfectionists are not only hard on themselves, but also they have really high expectations of others, which can lead them to be critical. And then it can leave clients to maybe not renew because they don't feel there's space for them to be imperfect because we're being a bit harsh on them because of our own standards. And the last one is often perfectionists find it very, very hard. I certainly did to tolerate criticism or negative feedback from clients or maybe other fit pros or mentors. And they can feel so, so, so uncomfortable with this because we feel criticized and we feel less than. Um, But the good news is you really can learn to moderate your thinking and your behavior to help you feel better and be more productive and just worry less and have a have a way more, you know, satisfying business. So at one point in my life, all of those that I just spoke about described me very well. And I wasted a lot of time on worrying about approval and validation just so that I could feel like I was fucking brilliant, you know, but I never felt brilliant. I didn't even feel close to it. I never felt good enough at anything, really. And so, yeah, like there were times when I felt like I was good at something, like let's say even starting with kettlebells, but then I had to raise the bar and I had to become a professional um, because just being good at something wasn't enough for me. Like there was always another level to reach and the bar kept getting higher and higher and the kettlebells kept getting heavier and heavier, (laughs) which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I achieved a lot with that, but uh, you know, and for, for people who are striving to make improvements in, in a healthy way, but for a perfectionist whose self-worth hinges on reaching the bar every time it's raised, it, it's not positive. It's, it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And if you're listening to this, you probably know what I'm talking about. So, you know, after a lot of struggle in my life with it, I knew I needed to explore my perfectionist ways and find a way to be way more compassionate towards myself because it was holding me back from loving my life and my my work and to be honest I don't think um, that I intentionally set out to rid myself of perfectionism or procrastination mentality specifically 
It just actually came as a byproduct of a lot of personal work that I did. And I began to realize that I had many beliefs that were like really wired into my brain that weren't helpful. And there were beliefs that I never, ever thought to question. I just, I just thought, no, they're true, they're real. And we can't believe our thoughts all the time. Because those beliefs also severely hindered my ability to be happy and to live the life that I wanted to live and attract the clients that I wanted to work with. So we all have belief systems that we don't really think to question because we've grown up with them and we've learned them from society and culture and media. But if we actually took a step back to notice that these thought patterns that inhibit you know, our ability to grow and progress are there, then we can start to question them and go, is that true? Is that true? So, so like, you know, the common beliefs I went over about people rewarding you for your high standards and, you know, about your accomplishments, etc. is, you know, I'd like you to challenge those. And, you know, I'd like you to just think, are they actually true? Are they actually true? Because, <clears throat> you know, looking back, I can see that. I needed a push in a new direction to make a change. I wasn't living the best life and I wasn't I wasn't meant to stay stuck in that lane. So, you know, I was struggling with anxiety with it and everything and that was triggered by perfectionism. So by working on the thoughts, like the ones that I'd, I'd listed and working to accept, like lowering my standards, the ones that told me that achievement and success were the only way that I'd be worth anything, I gradually learned to replace my old standards with just this, which was just to be happy. So this led me to a place where I'm okay with being average. Woohoo, I said it, average. So I can honestly say that today I'm really happy with being average. Do, like, do I like to do well? Sure. But it doesn't define my self-worth. It's created more space for me to fail. And at the same time, it's created the space for me to succeed. So the difference is that my self-worth isn't tied to whether I succeed or fail. So, you know, it's like this. It's like, okay, I'm really good at some things. Like I really am good at business mentoring, at intuitive coaching, at marketing, branding, lots of things. But I'm not very good at other things. You are really good at some things and you aren't very good at other things too. The good and the not so good all average out. They all even out. So at the end of the day, we're just average humans. You know, am, yes, fit pros, wellness coaches, yeah. But we're all the same. We're humans trying to live the best life we can. We're more similar than different. So I don't know if you'd agree, but, you know, what if we all ditched our, you know, our perfection thing you know, or that we need to be better than anyone else, don't you think we'd feel a bit happier? And don't you think we'd maybe be a bit more connected and connected with our clients and our businesses? So if you struggle with perfectionism and procrastination, I invite you to take a look or to listen back at that list of limiting beliefs and see what resonates for you. So write them out, yeah? And then what evidence can you find to disprove it, to say, no, that's actually bullshit? Um, what would you like to believe in instead? And then try on those new beliefs for size, build them up with new evidence to support them. Like I can sign up a client to my program. 
you know, and get results and then build up evidence to support that. And then along the way, work on accepting that you are enough, even if you're average. So I really, really hope this has helped a fit pro or wellness coach today. If it has, let me know. Send me a DM on social media, on the Facebook or Instagram and take messy action. hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you did find it really helpful and you want to share it with another fitness professional who you think could really do with hearing this right now then make sure you screenshot post and tag me on instagram or facebook so that we can connect and i can start to stalk you just kidding kind of if you want to know when the next podcast is coming out you can subscribe on itunes to get notified on the next episode or if you want to connect with me on a deeper level and get more in-depth business tips then request to join my free group the fit pro biz online for fitness professionals and wellness coaches it's a real kick-ass community with some really really amazing coaches in there as well so i'd love if you come join me there remember there's never going to be a perfect time to get started take messy action daily and go get it see you on the next episode